0: How close are the contractions? Every 15 seconds, Doctor. Are you in unbearable pain? My Mm -hmm. darling, is it torture? Oui. (laughs)
1: Forceps.
0: Forceps. Ah! Ah! Gomez! What noosh? Father, what is it? It's an (laughs) atoms. He has my
1: father's eyes.
0: Gomez, take those out of his mouth.
1: He's an adorable little baby. Fine. Rub it in.
0: Children, why do you hate the baby?
1: We don't hate him. We just want to play with him. Especially his head. You'll meet someone, someone very special. Someone who won't press charges. Isn't he a lady killer? Acquitted. Women must follow you everywhere
0: detectives and the stork flew down from heaven and turned into a baby our parents had sex
1: welcome to this special bonus episode of citizen dame i am karen peterson and i'm joined by lauren Humphreys brooks hello lauren hello Yeah. We I'm excited are, about this one. <laughs> I am too. Oh my gosh. We are so excited to talk about this month's bonus film, which you all selected um, by a pretty wide margin too. I don't think it's been a while since we've had a bonus episode win by such a large margin. <laughs> <So> the last <laughs> few have been like either an actual tie or very close like last minute tiebreaker happened so
0: yeah it's true i i feel like we waited this one just a, a touch because of the because of the films that we chose maybe um, a little <laughs> but there was a moment where i was like actually we might wind up splitting the vote and then something else something else would wind up winning but it mm-hmm. was it was interesting yeah <laughs> yeah and i honestly would have been thrilled
1: to talk about any of the four that we picked but yeah they were
0: all good yeah all good. But
1: this movie in particular oh man. I just I have such a soft spot for it. So, um, of course, if you didn't notice from the title of this episode, we are talking about Adam's Family Values, which is the sequel to The Adam's Family. Um, Adam's Family Values came out in 1993. It's directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, who weird fact about Barry Sonnenfeld that I always forget until I rewatched the movie When Harry Met Sally. He was the director of photography on that. Just a weird, funny little just... fact. Yeah, <laughs> I, I always forget, and then I watch when Harry met Sally, and his name pops up in the credits. So I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, so I just realized my microphone <laughs> is not plugged in. <laughs> I don't know if it makes a difference on your end, but it'll this will. Yeah,
0: sound it better. does. It does a little bit.
1: All right. Well, this will sound a lot better. I'm not going to start over though. No. Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh so the yeah so adam's family values of course stars angelica houston raul julia christopher lloyd um um joan cusack christina ricci carol kane and um jimmy workman who i don't know what he's up to these days he plays pugsley um but anyway um yeah so it's funny because a couple months ago, I actually put a poll out on Twitter, totally separate from this, not thinking we were going to do a bonus episode about it. But I was asking people, which which is your favorite, Adam's Family or Adam's Family Values? And the conversation that unfolded was so fun <laughs> because I I think I probably do have a favorite, even though I don't want to admit it, because they're both such good movies. But if I had to admit it, I would say it's probably this one, and mostly because I've seen it more. Any thoughts?
0: Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I was like, "Did you just cut out?" Oh no. my god, what just happened? Um, I was I, waiting for felt, you to be I, like, "Ah, uh, I, I don't know, actually." Like thinking about it, I love both films, and I kind of I grew up on both films. So the the first one, what came out in nineteen ninety one, and this one came out in ninety three. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think that I I did not see the first one in theaters but I remember very strongly when the the sequel came out cuz I remember going to the movie theater with one of my friends to see it. <laughs> uh and and so like I grew up on Gomez and Morticia. My my boyfriend and I when we were little kids would play um Gomez and Morticia. <laughs> oh my instead of, <laughs> instead of like house like that was the thing and uh yeah, you know, we we would often make his little brother be either Uncle Fester or Pugsley, which is just mean. Uh, <laughs> Sounds <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so the, this was something that I was just raised on. I one of the things I really like about this one, and I think that some of it is also about the um, the tone of the film. This is a slightly lighter in tone film in a lot of ways. Yeah, definitely. Um, the the first one is actually in a lot of ways much closer to kind of the tone of the original cartoons. Um, they were drawn by Charles Adams. Uh this one I think f- almost shades more towards the the 1960s television series in some ways. Um, that is just a little bit lighter. It's a little bit more kind of it's also in a certain sense, it's more anarchic because of, I think, because of the whole summer camp subplot <laughs> and and all of that stuff. It's a very like subversive and sort of wild film in a lot of ways. And rewatching <laughs> it this time, I was like, I was like, think burn down a summer camp. They tie a girl <laughs> to a post and light her on fire. Like... Yes, and, and it's all in of good that fun. happened. It's all in good fun. One of, one of my friends actually, we were talking about the Adams Family movies and um, and she pointed out that one of the things with the Adams Family movies is that, you know, even though like people get electrocuted, people get shot, people get beheaded, you know, all sorts of things happen. People get lit on fire. But there's always this, you know, understanding within the world of the film that none of it's real, like that that everybody's going to be okay. It's very it's cartoonish in that sense that, you know, Fester can get electrocuted and he walks away from it. He's fine. Um, You know, uh, what's her name? Amanda in this film gets (laughs) tied to a post and lit on fire. And, you know, we see her a little bit later and she's fine, probably scarred for life. But Mm -hmm. otherwise, has not been physically damaged yeah funny thing about amanda is
1: that she actually appears in the first movie too when they're ha- when they have their lemonade yeah. stand and um but i don't know if she's supposed to be the same character there's no reference to like no app like no reference to them recognizing each other or having any idea of ever having seen each other before mm-hmm. so that's just kind of funny but um but yeah um why don't we go through Obviously, this is a bonus episode. We're assuming you've watched it. If you have not watched Adam's Family Values, stop what you are doing right now. Whatever you're doing in addition to listening to this podcast and go watch the movie. I forgot to look up where it's streaming. I'm sure it's streaming in places. It's been on TV. It's on like Freeform all month. Um, And go watch it and then come back because we're going to spoil the crap out of it. And we're going to laugh a lot while we do because this movie is so funny. And just so, so good. So, um, <clears throat> so basically, uh, this takes place not long after the events of the first movie. Um, Gomez and Fester had been estranged for a while, but of course, by the end of the first film, they have reconciled and Fester knows who he is again, and everything's good. Well, that was inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um where exactly did that cut off you, you could gomez and fester had reconciled and then that was it oh wow
1: yeah i kept going after that i, I was like karen, karen i was like i made a, co- a funny comment about the baby's name and then you didn't even acknowledge it and i was like well i fine was like karen <laughs> gone karen so sad Anyway, that's just how it goes on bonus episodes, and we don't edit these. Um <laughs> we'll probably edit that a little bit, yeah, but anyway. Cut,
0: cut it out <laughs> some of the silence, please. Like, probably a little. Yeah. Or you know, you can get you could keep me shouting Karen. <laughs> we'll tighten it up
1: a little. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So at the end of the last movie, Gomez and Fester reconciled because Fester remembered who he was and that he's an Adams. And then Morticia announces that she's pregnant. And uh Adam's family values opens with her in labor and I love the moment where she's just like Gomez we're going to have a baby
0: right now (laughs) it's the chillest labor that anyone has ever been in like she's not even she's not even visibly pregnant it's just like and suddenly there's a baby and she's like "All yeah,
1: yep exactly and then when they're like is the pain excruciating and she's like yes (laughs) (laughs) yes it's just awful. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. It's so funny. And then they name the baby Pubert, and I can't remember the funny joke I just made, but it was <laughs> hilarious. You just have to trust me. Um, yeah. And then uh they decide to hire a nanny because what happens is with the new baby in the house, Wednesday and Pugsley are feeling a little bit uh ignored as Mm -hmm. older children tend to do when there's a new baby taking away all the attention and Gomez and Adams Gomez and Morticia being the perfect people and perfect parents and perfect couple that they are realize that they need to not spend all their time and attention on the new baby. And, um, so they hire a nanny and you had a very astute observation about nanny Debbie (laughs) on Twitter. Um, why don't you share that with us
0: well my i I think that you're referring to the fact that she would fit in perfectly with the adams family if she actually just kind of leaned into it yep um (laughs) and and she she really would first of all joan cusack is a fantastic addition like she's particularly this era in the 90s and everything she's perfect like she because she's and they do her up to be very kind of um classically beautiful right and like um uh, with the the white clothes and the low cut top and all of that stuff. But at the same time, she's just got this edge of insanity. And, <laughs> and you're just like, this is a psychotic person. Like, she's crazy. Even and- before
1: you know she's this black widow, you just know that she is off.
0: Yeah, the moment she walks on the screen, she's not like, you know, squeaky, the squeaky clean sort of, oh, she it's gonna become comedic because she doesn't fit in here. It's just like, no, she's a psychopath. Yep. <laughs> like she's gonna kill everybody. Um Yeah, I, I mean I think that and as as the phone goes on and you learn more about Debbie and you learn about the fact that she is actually a serial killer, um, and is targeting Fester particularly, uh, so that she can take all of his money. But she also just really likes killing people. That seems <laughs> that seems like to be her thing um but yeah watching it just like she's so weird and so off that if she were to just like accept the fact that she likes electrocuting people and her husband loves to be electrocuted and it would be perfect they're perfect for each other yeah yeah exactly um and and what what he wants is a woman to worship the way that, Gov- that Gomez uh, worships Merticia And that's exactly what she is perfectly fine with that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, yes. And then as one of my friends pointed out that what part of Debbie's problem is that she also tries to force people to be more like her. Whereas the Adams's whole thing is very much being the person that you right. are. And, um you know, and even even to the fact that, you know, they find the behavior of other people a lot of the time a bit weird because they're like, oh, you don't like dark things. You don't, you know, try to murder your brother on a regular basis, all of that stuff. But that's cool, whatever. You know, they they accept Debbie pretty much immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't kind of frown at her or consider her to be bizarre because she she's different from them. Exactly. Um yeah, but I Joan Cusack in this part, like she's just she's that extra dose of just crazy that again it kind of pushes it over into that anarchic feeling of this film, yeah um that that i think really really works i well. honestly
1: cannot imagine yeah. anybody else in the role of debbie Jelinski. i really can't she it's like that part was written for joan cusack
0: she she's wonderful and particularly um as she goes crazier as the the film goes on and begins to be like like i i love mm-hmm. her reaction to fester initially because she's trying all of the things that obviously she normally does with the men that she's trying to seduce and and eventually murder and it's like it passes over his head completely the entire scene between them in the graveyard and <laughs> and he's like answering these questions as she she gets this expression on her face just like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I don't know. She does not know how to respond
1: to him. <laughs> Probably partly because she has not um attempted to date a virgin <laughs> since she was like in high school. <laughs> so, she's like, I don't know what to do with someone with no life. Ex- well, it's not that he doesn't have life experience, but he doesn't have certain life experiences. And she's just like, and so because of that, he completely misses. Yeah. The, she's laying it on very thick and he thinks he needs to try to win her over and because he's so awkward because he's not his brother uh, he doesn't quite uh, quite figure that out and that's very frustrating for her and it's hilarious for all of us um, I do want to talk about Gomez versus <laughs> Fester in terms of winning over the ladies but um, we'll come back to that in a minute so um, let's just jump into And what happens is uh, Debbie realizes pretty quickly that she, the kids are on to her. That Wednesday and and, uh, Pugsley know exactly, well, at least Wednesday has her number. And so she's just like, well, I got to get rid of these kids. So she convinces Gomez and Morticia into sending them to summer camp. And to your point about how Gomez and Morticia are just like, well, we just accept people for the weirdos that they are she they believe oh well our children really want to go to this summer camp so i guess we'll make them happy and take them even though it's something that they would never think of to do themselves
0: yeah i i one of the things i love about both of the adams family movies is that they really do love each other they love each other as a family even though again you know wednesday is constantly torturing pugsley and you know there's all this stuff but at, at the end of the day the parents are like this is something you want it's odd to us because we didn't you know we don't like that kind of thing but if that's what you want to do okay you know like we'll we'll go ahead and mm-hmm. do it. and they even accept you know debbie's explanation that um you know oh the kids were were afraid to bring this to you because they they thought that um you know you would interpret it wrong etc and there's like oh oh dear like we well we want to make our kids happy so we'll we'll send you to summer camp um i do kind of want to know there are definitely holes in this film because i do kind of want to know how the kids responded (laughs) when their parents were like oh we're gonna take you to summer camp because that's what you wanted just like what the fuck are you talking about yeah but but debbie is smart because she kind of got ahead of that
1: so we don't need that scene because she's already said they're probably gonna even pretend Mm. that they don't want to go just because they don't want to displease you like she knows this isn't going to go well, so she gets ahead of it. So, but it would have been fun to have a scene of Wednesday's reaction. I agree with you.
0: <laughs> Although I, I do kind of wonder whether both of them were a little bit like, oh, we get to cause havoc somewhere else now. You know, there, there's a little That's bit of an true. edge to that. Where definitely at a certain point, Wednesday in particular, definitely is comes it comes to a moment where she's like, I'm going to really enjoy fucking this place up.
1: <laughs> true, and the thing about Wednesday is that she doesn't smile when she's enjoying herself so just because she is not smiling does not mean she's having fun actually a a lot of times means the opposite (laughs) so uh yeah so they get to summer camp camp chippewa and meet amanda and have one of the lines that i actually use on people from time to time uh i'll be the victim all your life (laughs) i love that
0: so much
1: um Yeah. And uh, they also meet some of the other kids that don't quite fit in. And what's hilarious well what is perfect and really well done about the storyline is that all the kids who don't fit in are all the kids who are not blonde and white. Yeah. (laughs) Like they're all rich they're all from wealthy families because this is a rich summer camp but they're Mm -hmm. all like they don't fit in because they're not white kids. Blonde white kids
0: yeah it's it's a very it's a very clear and also just just like the, all of the pastels everybody wearing mm-hmm. like this the beige you know all of that stuff of like you know you're going to fit in you're going to be a part of this whether you like it or not kind of thing Yeah, yeah. and 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 yeah and all of the kids who as you say don't fit in and who I and I, I do like the commentary of like them casting in the Thanksgiving pageant, all of the kids who don't fit in as the quote Indians. Right. <laughs> um, that are going to be condescended to by the white pilgrims. And and of course we know how that goes. But uh yeah, it it is, you know, at a at a macro level, it is this really good actually discussion of <laughs> what the Adamses represent, which is not conformity. It's not. You have to be like, us, otherwise there's something wrong with you. But it's kind of that pushing back against conformity, basically, that they are all the same, but it's because that they want to be. They like being Adamses. Yeah. Um, and if you don't want to be an Adams, that's okay, too. And that's exactly. kind of their their idea about accepting people, whereas places like Camp, Camp Chippewa um, are about forcing you to be like everybody else. Mm-hmm. and look like everyone talk like everyone do exactly what everybody else is doing otherwise you're on the outskirts you're on the outside you are not acceptable it, it i mean it, a lot of it looks like brainwashing they trap the kids in a cabin and force them to watch disney movies you've been listening
1: to our monthly bonus episode adam's family values to hear the rest go to patreon.com slash citizen and subscribe